Welcome to Arcade Attack. Player one, please press start. Gentlemen, start your engines. Player two has now entered the game. Player three, choose your weapon. Hello and welcome to another Arcade Attack podcast. My name's Keith, and as ever, I'm here with Adrian. Hey. And Dylan. Oh, you know I forgot what how to say hello in a foreign You're language. You're supposed to learn a new one for oh, each podcast. Um, what have we done? We've I done French, to... Japanese. Um, introduce me again, introduce me again. And Dylan. Uh, come, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just say hello. And how is everyone doing? Good, yeah, bad, yeah. middling, bad, middling. Good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> I've been very good. I've, Who's I've, who? A couple of things. Um, I treat myself to the new Switch console. <gasps> so that's been very good. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Keith gasped, and I was just like, what? Uh, didn't roll his eyes. You forked out like five million pounds, or whatever it is, for that game. Five million I had pounds. To, uh, plus. Sell parts of my body to, to get the money. <laughs> you always got another kidney, right? I know exactly. But anyway, there was a deadline for me. I knew the switch was coming, so I thought to myself, "I better smash through Silent Hill." So I'm going to mention oh, Silent Hill Silent 2 Hill one too. more time. <laughs> <laughs> got, to get, got to get it in there, man. Well, because because last time we spoke, I, I was close to finish it, but now I've completed the game. Well, and wow. tell everyone which ending you got. Well, it, it might not be a shock to a lot of people, but I got the leave ending. Ah. Which is what the, the closest to the yeah, uh, to a happy so. ending, I suppose. Yeah, so James left happy out of town. So you polish that off, ready for Zelda. Well, that's the thing. So <laughs> the switch was going to come the next day. I thought I need to complete this. You finished it the day before. Yeah. Wow. I had a deadline. <laughs> I had a deadline. I met the deadline. It, so Silent Hill Two, brilliant game, loved it. But wow, Zelda. I have to say, I don't want to do a Zelda podcast, but Zelda Breath of the Wild, it is awesome. Uh, loving it. It's might have to rewrite my top five games of all time, actually. What, already? Yeah, it's that good, seriously. When you get wow. immersed in the story and the freedom available, it's just, it, it's the whole Zelda universe 2.0. <laughs> so I'm, I'm loving it so far. So uh, you're happy with your purchase so far? It was expensive, the Switch. Um, but with uh, my middle son's birthday creep, no, I use it as an excuse to get him a birthday present <laughs> bit sneaky <laughs> a bit sneaky so I'm using it probably more than him actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy happy with the purchase yeah definitely good yeah. introduce me again introduce me again oh, and Dylan ahoy 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 <laughs> ah, <laughs> Mr. Ah, ah, but you think ahoy is just a shipping term it's not it's actually ahoy in um, hello in Czech and Slovak I didn't know that two in for the price of one yeah there you go so there's to all our Czech and Slovakian uh, ahoy. listeners, ahoy. Oh. Yeah, see? Ahoy, ahoy. Yeah. I, I, that was very uh, useful for bars in Bratislava and Prague. <laughs> <laughs> like, ahoy. Ahoy. Like, yeah, I'll have a beer, please. They're like, oh, hello. I don't understand the rest of it, but okay. Um, what have I been up to? What have you been um, oh, I've just been trying to dig around, trying to find bargain retro games. You found um, a few recently, though, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I got... Um, Fade to Black on uh, PS1 for £4. That's good. That's a bit of a bargain. It even though it's been panned a little it's bit. It's not a great game though, is it? No, no, no. no. I, no I, 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 I'm def- going to do a podcast about Fade to Black. 
Not a podcast, a whole podcast, but oh, I'll do a, thank you. I'll do a I'll section of a podcast. <laughs> no, I was a bit worried I'll, then. I will chip in with that because I used to play that game a lot on the PC and I had a lot of time for it, actually. Yeah. It was it one is. of the first sort of 3D third-person action games, wasn't it? It was mm. like an early PS1 title yeah. as well. Mm. I'm talking about action games and I got Die Hard Trilogy for three pounds. Oh, that's, that. that's how much I got it for, actually. The case has fallen to pieces, but it yeah. works, I don't care. In the shop that Love I went that to, which I won't name, there actually was a... There actually was a copy in there, identical, for £8. I don't know who actually priced it up. <laughs> That's bizarre. But I looked at it, I thought, £3. That is a great price. So, yeah, just... That's a, that's a pound for a separate game, in a way, isn't it? There's three games right. to one in that game, isn't there? What's your favourite game of the three? Oh, that's a good question. See, when I was a kid, because I, I had it on the Saturn, funnily enough, mm. way back when. Um, and my back then, my favourite was the driving section. Mm, Die, yeah. Die Hard with Vengeance. No, not mine. I like the shooting one. But now, not so much. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the light gun one is good. That was my favourite person. Die Hard 2. But mm-hmm. I actually prefer the first one in the in the Nakatomi Plaza. Because I didn't have the light gun, so I had to play it with the... Controller. Controller. Ooh. That wasn't much fun. Um, but... I don't know, I couldn't really choose one. I like all three of them. I think it's a great game. Oh, for three quid. Oh, we just like for three quid. Yeah. That is a bargain. Uh, that's about me in a nutshell. I will give a shout out to the man Joe, my mate at work, who that very kindly nice, yeah. got me this very nice t-shirt, which says Control Freak on it and has pictures of all my favourite game controllers. What's your favourite game controller on that on your t-shirt? On this t-shirt? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, actually. I quite like the Dreamcast one. I know that's been panned a bit, but I quite like that one. I'm a big fan, actually. If I had to go, because there's a PlayStation and an Xbox controller on there, I'd actually have to go Xbox controller. Uh, do you know what you fa- Do you favour the Xbox controller mm. or the PlayStation? I think it feels more fitted for my hands. Keith, what controller's missing from that T-shirt? Um... Well, it's pretty obvious, guys. Isn't it the Atari Jaguar? Uh, <laughs> there's no room. That take up the whole, on the back, it's just the Atari Jaguar t- uh, too controller. Big. Yeah, it's too big, man. So that's why I wouldn't fit on there. But yeah, cheers, Joe, for clothing me for this podcast. Um, and Joe actually kindly listens to our podcast all the time. Hello, Joe. Mainly because he has nothing to do at work. That's right. Hello. <laughs> but hello, mate. And hello. That's uh, what we're here for, to help yeah, people ha- pass the time. Yeah, hello, other people who I've roped into listening to this podcast. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you've been playing something else. Like, say what? What current games have you been playing? about oh like uh, horror games oh, yeah. you, want, you want me to talk about Resident Evil don't you yeah you said Resident Evil uh, I was just trying to get someone else to say it it wasn't me um, Resident Evil 7 not bad people not bad um, I'm only I'm only a little bit of the way through it so not bad so far bit scary you did some cheap you did some cheap ass cheap jump scares there. yeah cheap That's jump good, scares though. I could do cheap I jump do. scares I could come at you from behind Boo. the curtain and go boo Keith <laughs> That would scare Give me, me 50 quid. That would scare me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't ask me for money. That's really scary. <laughs> what have I been doing? Hmm. Oh, sorry, mate. What have you been doing? Oh, yeah, thanks for asking. You know. <laughs> no one cares. Um, what have I been doing retro gaming-wise? It's been a bit quiet, actually. After all the money that I sunk into the Saturn stuff. Yeah. I've had to kind of rein it in a bit, you know. Um, it's completely worth it, though. But I have been playing a certain stealth action game from the 32-bit era. Ooh. What that could be. Yeah, I think people will hear about that later. <laughs> It'll probably give people a clue if I say that in terms of modern games, I've been playing Metal Gear Solid 5 and loving it. So there's a bit of a hint there. Anyway. Oh. You and so, your hints. No, 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 no prizes you get right now. No, no prizes at all. No prizes at all. Um, I guess we'll better crack so on. we crack on? Just get on with it. Stop. Ooh, Stop just get on with it, Arcade okay, Attack. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
So I think on the second podcast, I spoke about a certain point-and-click adventure called The Secret of Monkey Island. Little-known. Little-known game, yeah. uh, which I played on the Amiga. Now, made by Lucasfilm, I believe, at the time. And the sequel, Monkey Island 2, was made by LucasArts. Just after they made Monkey Island, they, they really found their feet. I thought, you know, they, they, they were the masters of point-and-click adventures. They, they were the real go-getters in that industry I believe you know in that genre they really have nailed it now in 1993 I uh, became one of those annoying people that was a PC gamer mm. so I kind of moved on from the Amiga got, got myself a PC and one of the first games I got my got, I treated myself to was Day of the Tentacle interesting game have you have either of you played never played it actually no. so we're, no. I'm, this is like a, a learning sesh from me uh, I don't think I have much to contribute but tell, tell us tell, tell us, us tell us tell yeah, us tell us now Maniac Mansion okay, mm. was, was a very old game I think it was made in 19 the late 80s, late 80s a, yeah. a very old game and Day of the Tentacle is the official sequel 
Now, I mentioned Ron Gilbert before. Do you remember? Oh, oh yeah, legend. Made, yeah, legend. A proper legend. proper legend that came to Monkey Island. And he, he was one of the people that made uh, the first, uh, or made it mansion. And now they, after the success of Monkey Island, they were thinking, let's make a sequel. Let's make a sequel to Maniac Mansion, which was, I believe, the first, well, it was the first game to use a scum engine, which we spoke about before. Yes. So mm-hmm. you could, you got two thirds of the screen where you could see what's going on in the action, mm. and you had the options, you know, pick up, use, talk to. And it developed a bit over time, and they asked good old Ron, would you be up for working on the sequel, Day of the Tentacle? He, he was involved... Primarily, he wasn't the main man involved. Uh, the the two main people that really took uh, Daily Tentacle forward was good old Tim Schafer and Dave Grossman. Now, our friend Dave Grossman, we, yeah, friend of the show, the friend of the show. <laughs> now he's um, he he made his name quickly at Lucas Arts by working on the, the original Monkey Island. He you know he got a lot of credit for doing that, uh, but this was the first project where he was like the the joint second in, or joint in command. Does that make sense? Him mm-hmm. him and Tim. Uh, another another legend actually who later, later made um, certain games like Full Throttle and so forth. Mm. So you know proper established video game heroes right now. But this was their first big project together. Okay. I Daily Tentacle. What can I say? Brilliant. Okay. Excellent point and click adventure. It's funny. It, it takes the humour of Monkey Island. It uses the, you know the old classic Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that kind of look and feel to it. I like it. Um, it stood out, colourful, bright. I mean, it, it, it caught, caught my attention straight away. Now, I have to say, when I played Data Tentacle, I have never played Maniac Mansion before. So I, I didn't know much about the background story. I don't think you really had to. It okay. wasn't essential that you played Maniac Mansion. Mm-hmm. It didn't affect my joy for the game. Um, obviously, you got, you got to know some of the characters a bit better if you played So it's got Maniac some of the same characters. And is it is it the same... Is it the same mansion? It is actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is based in the same mansion, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, oops, sorry. Yeah, so you can call Monkey Island, you can call Daily Tentacle almost a sequel to Maniac Mansion. Um, what, when I say uh, time traveling adventures, what springs to mind straight away? Back to the Future. Yeah. It has to I was going to say something completely different. Oh, what are you going to say? Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters does have some time, oh, time yeah. traveling elements. Back to the Future. If you, if you had to ask me, Adrian, what is your favourite back to, um, time travelling adventure? It would, probably would be Back to the Future. Yeah, I think a lot of people would say yeah. the same. Yeah. Not the third one. Not necessarily the third Not one. Not so much. No, Not I so mean, much. The, yeah, the old westerny thing was okay. It's watchable at best. And you know, guys, and actually we, we had a party, didn't we? Quite, quite a, a couple of years back, we yes. dressed up to celebrate. Um but my second favourite time travel adventure has to be Day of the Technical. Oh, awesome. man, it's number two on the list. It is. I think it is because let me set the scene. You start off by seeing two tentacles, green and purple tentacles. So you put Day of the Technical ahead of Terminator. Ooh. Ouchie mama. <laughs> Ouchie mama. Um, just about. <laughs> I mean, I love the Terminator, but Day of the Technical. Oh, caramba. <laughs> hey, does Terminator go back in time? That's the question. I suppose it does actually in a way, doesn't it? But I'm, <laughs> yeah, talking, yeah. I'm talking real back in time. <laughs> Um, hey man, right. 1984 is back. Let's, okay, so two tentacles. I'm hooked. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, good. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are two tentacles. The green tentacle is kind of cool, kind of a chilled out clinical. He's a mutant tentacle. Okay, so I don't know the complete backstory, but I think Doctor Fred, the, the the guy that lives in the mansion, created this tentacle. Two of them, and the purple tentacle. You see him actually at, at, at a river, 
and he, it's a polluted river. He drinks some of this kind of polluted, toxic waste and he starts to grow arms. Whoa. And he says, I want to take over the world. Huh. Uh, as you do. As you do. As you do. If you grow some tentacle arms. You're yeah, the very idea of a tentacle want, with arms is quite weird. It I is. Want, I want to take over the world if that happened to me. You, you probably would want it. It'd be the first thing in your mind. Why was he drinking toxic sludge? Is he Donald Trump? He might be. He could be. He's it's really like an origin story. For <laughs> it could be, couldn't it? How Donald Trump came about and yeah. ruined the world. Like, like, was it Sub Zero Origins? Remember that stupid Mortal Kombat game? Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. That's, we like a good Origins game. <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't. Not. <laughs> Purple Tentacle is up, up to no good. Oh, damn. He wants to take over the world and we need to stop him. Now, to, to, it's a good idea, actually, to stop the purple tentacle drinking um, drinking this sludge the, 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 the doctor Dr Fred's got a great idea he says we should go back in time we should go back in time to one day okay so go back in one day stop it happening and he'll, he'll stop it's always the sludge works. it always works oh yeah it's a great, it's a great <laughs> it never idea goes wrong. He'll, he'll stop he'll stop the sludge coming out of the machine stop polluting the river and none of this will ever happen so we can live peacefully foolproof now <laughs> there are three uh, chronogons they're called chronogons they're kind mm-hmm. of like Time, they're time machine basically. So they're almost like the portalies. Uh, and there's three characters. Games. Okay. There's Bernard, uh, Hoagie, and Laverne, and they are they are. What, what I like about the game is you throughout the game you you, you select the different characters. So you, at one minute you can be Bernard. Uh, Do you Nick. select them, or is it the case of you are this character for this part of the game, and then you can choose your oh, characters okay. at whenever you want. All right. right. But anyway, you, you walk into these chronogons and the, the, the doctor pulls down the lever. You're about to go back in time, and but something bad happens. Oh, dear. Unfortunately, you don't, you don't go back in time one day and something pretty crazy happens because he uses very dodgy diamonds. You need, as everyone knows, to go back in time, you need, to, you need a proper, proper a high-quality diamond. Yeah, because if you have like a low-quality diamond, that's going to send you to you know, somewhere else, man. Well... It's not a real diamond, is it? It's not a real diamond. And Hoagie, which is a bit more a, a, a roadie, he's got like a band t-shirt, kind of portly. Oh, he's a scruffy, kind of cool sort of dude. You know, a bit quite chilled out. He gets sent back 200 years in the, in, in the past. That's a Whoa. bit further than a day. A little bit. Bernard doesn't go back in time at all. He just he stays in the present. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a nerdy character. He's got the glasses, proper sort of geeky nerd. But kind of lovable. And Laverne, this kind of science sort of lady who's a bit sort of a misfit, likes to dissect animals, she gets sent forward in time 200 years. <laughs> so this just didn't work at all? It didn't work at plan all. The plan failed. Ugh. The plan failed big time. And If they'd just gone to H. Samuel, none of this would have happened. <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? They would have just gone proper diamond. Real diamonds. If they only got the real diamond, exactly. <sighs> H. Samuel, bro. Now, you'd be happy to know that part of the game is to get the real diamond. But with... with Three or two of the people, uh, Hogan, Laverne, in different, <laughs> different parts of time, they have to get back to the present, don't they? That's the <laughs> yeah. first thing. So, so guys, I don't know about you, but do you know much about American history? Uh, a little. I don't know a lot myself. A little. A little. Yeah. But a lot of American history, I've learned through David Hannibal. Okay. Because if you go back 200 years, you get the great characters like George Washington. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't he go back to when they were writing the Constitution? That's right. Yeah. It's all about... And it's such a clever game because the constitution's being written, the, the American flag's being made, it's all that big time in America and you, you change history. You change history. It's really quite clever, actually. So I, I, when I played the game, I should have said it earlier, actually, I played the game in 1993, loved it, 
and I've recently played it again, replayed it in the remastered version on Steam, which I treated myself a few months back. Um, I want to get it. It sounds really it is good. I got it. I got it a good deal actually. So it wasn't. It's still wasn't on Steam. Expensive. It's okay. still on Steam. It's worth still on Steam. Worth yes, checking yes. out. Yeah, <laughs> it's worth checking out. Now, when you go back two hundred years, uh, there's no electricity. How are you supposed to power a time machine? Uh, oh, you need to uh, get a horses. I horsepower. Horsepower nice. or steam. Are you talking? Power? That's back. See, he's talking, talking back to the future. <laughs> It's funny how that, that kind of came into it, yeah. it? It's clever. Now, you, you, none of that. You need to obviously charge the battery, don't you? You have to charge a battery. through. And how do you generate electricity when there's no sockets? 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> Plutonium. Good answers, but no, you have to find electricity, obviously. The um, uh, lightning. Lightning, exactly. And actually, that is, that is back to you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, it's it's back to the future. <laughs> now... Obviously, you need to get this this battery charged as Hoagie 200 years ago, but he has to meet some crazy characters, you know, George Washington and so forth. And it's very, very clever because you change what should happen in the past. And whatever you change in the past, for example, will obviously affect the future. Yeah, of course. We've all learned that. Well, 200 years in the future, Laverne, when she fought, basically, when you fall from these chronogons, she fell from the sky and she got stuck in a quam quat. Kumquat. Kumquat. I can't pronounce that. Kumquat. Kumquat. tree. So she, you, you, you click on her face and you can't play her. You say, I'm stuck in the tree, I can't get down. So you're basically, you can, at the start of the game, you control two characters, Bernard and Hoagie. So you need to get her down from the tree. Okay. What's the best way of getting down from a tree if you could time travel? Burn it. You could burn it. Chop it down. That's so nice. Burning was Chop it down. down. You could chop it down. And you could chop it down in the past. Oh, I see. So if it's chopped down 400 years ago, mm-hmm. it would magically disappear and the chronogen would fall to the ground and you'd be free to play, wouldn't you? That's clever. It is clever. So what you need to do, and I, I have no idea if this is his, historically accurate, I've got no idea, but apparently George Washington hates cherry trees. He wants to chop down <laughs> okay. cherry trees. I've you, not heard you, that fact. You, you talk it, to him. Cherry be, trees is like, Englishman. I will chop down... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I will <laughs> chop down cherry trees. But obviously... Uh, Laverne's not stuck in a cherry tree so you have to find red paint paint the, 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 the fruit so that he does it and you can say I bet you can't chop down a tree he gets out there <laughs> chops it down and boom you can now play as Laverne it's, it's so clever that is clever like you know what time is such a great game so for example if you the, if you get wine from, from 200 years in the back and, 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 and you can you can you can actually through the chronogons you can't travel but you can pa- pa- uh, you can pass through infantry does that make sense oh so you can pass items and you can stuff pass through. Through. Oh, okay. not, not living items okay you can't be can't be living with people because obviously you, you wouldn't have to be powered then but you can pass other things so if you collect something in the present you can send it back in the past or the future and it can be minute do you understand it can be manipulated so a bottle of wine 200 years ago if you if you hide that away 400 years later, it turns into vinegar. Do you understand that? Oh. So, very, very clever game. You mm. know, and for a, for like a, I don't know, 13, 14 year old kid, it must have been 13 at the time, it's quite, quite, oh, this is it's such a clever sort of game. It's well clever. It high is. It is a very clever concept. And when I was doing a bit of uh, research in the game, um, apparently they were going to have like about six or seven characters. And it, I think it would be, and they kind of agreed to be too muddly, too I think hard you'd to find it hard to keep track of. Yeah. where everyone was well that's right because I think in Maniac Mansion I, I might be wrong but I think there's more characters to control which is quite a novel thing yeah there's it, probably less to do less to do it's, so, they're in the same time yeah. period I, 
I have to say, I've only played the game very briefly, which I'll talk about later, actually. But I haven't really given it a good go. But they, they, they decided, let's keep it to three characters, three time periods. And it's just a really fun and engaging game, definitely. My favourite character is probably Bernard. You know, I feel a bit sorry for him actually stuck in the present. What's what's the fun in that? <laughs> Where's the fun? Yeah. Where's the fun stuck in where you are? But but he you know he, he's a proper proper nerdy kind of character. But he means well, and he, basically his job is to get the diamond, get the get the diamond oh, okay. back. Does that make sense? So, Isn't your dad Bernard? My dad's Bernie, but I suppose yeah, I think it it's is. your dad. Your dad's my dad. So my dad's <laughs> in the game. Yeah, exactly. No, that's nice. It's good. That's so nice. there you go. My dad listens. There you go. Little shout out. <laughs> no, he's doing well. Um. It it's it's a fun game that, that like I said earlier, guys, got that Looney Tunes kind of style, so it stands out. It's it kind of takes the kind of sort of the freshness of Monkey Island too, but but it's even that sort of crisp. Does that make sense? It mm. wasn't on the Amiga, only available on the PC. Mm. Only available. On the oh PC. really? Yeah, and there's two versions available: there's the disc version or the CD-ROM version. So yeah. it's very early on. It in probably CD-ROMs. was. Um, I mean, looking at the screenshots and little bits of FMV I've seen from it. It probably was a bit ahead of even the A twelve hundred, yeah, or yeah. a bit. I think you would have struggled with to to do that within two megabytes of of RAM. Oh uh, the good old Amiga. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I don't blame you for going to the dark side and PC gaming <laughs> at the time, but yeah, that no, sounds really good. So yeah, it's good fun. And um, but for example, in four hundred years in the future for Laverne, which I haven't spoken about too much, mm. you. What happens in, in 200 years' time in the future? What do you reckon? What's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that can happen? We know that the purple tentacle is already is planned to take over the world. Nuclear so war. Oh, yeah. yeah. The purple tentacle no. has taken over the world. So, 200 okay. years' time, the whole world is controlled by tentacles. Boom. Day so, of the tentacle. tentacle. So, it's actually it's quite clever. It take, takes from the Daily Triffids, doesn't it? That classic novel. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we get it. We get the link now. Yeah. So, in 200 years' time, from the from the... Yeah, the, the, the present, the, the whole world is taken out by tentacles. So Laverne, if she's found, or she was found, when you, when you come down from the tree, actually, you're, you're chucked in jail straight away with no. humans. And humans are classed as pets. No. They're treated like a pet. Um, so if you can travel back in time, like I was saying earlier, guys, you can you can make, whatever you do back in the, in, back in the day can have a huge effect in the future. So if you if you could change a flag, what would you, what, what flag would you love to change? I'd like to change the flag of Dilzania. Dilzania. Well, I know you're from Wales, and I think <laughs> the Welsh flag is brilliant. I think you should change that. No. And actually, you know, I think we, we like America, and the Stars and Stripes is a good flag, isn't it? Yeah, I like the Stars and Stripes as a flag. Would that help you, though, dress up as a tentacle? Uh, no, because a tentacle doesn't look like a stripy thing with stars on it. That's right. The tentacle should, should be kind of like one sort of colour, and it, it, it wouldn't go, would it? So what, no. in, 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 the, in the day of the tentacle, you need to travel back in time, yeah. and you need to find Betsy Ross, okay, oh. the lady that actually apparently designed the USA flag. Oh yeah. And you need to change the plans. She apparently two hundred years in, in in the past, she was in the middle of designing this iconic flag. Yeah. You change the the plans for a, a tentacle costume. <laughs> so the future American flag uh, is actually it, it resembles a tentacle. <laughs> now. You may think that's pretty crazy, but in in 400 years' time, that's quite useful, isn't it? Especially if you want to mingle amongst your tentacle brothers. Uh, Do you get it? So so then you just grab the flag... Laverne grabs the flag from the flagpole, puts it on, and can then integrate 
and mingle and, and, and sort of get the, the, the well, get talking with her uh, sort of enemies and stuff. <laughs> it's very, very clever. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's, that's why the game is so clever in my eyes, because little changes in the past, or in this case a big change, has, has helped you uh, in the future. It's God, you had to redesign the <laughs> so you could dress up as a tentacle. That is brilliant. Now I'm not, I'm not condoning this, but for, I told you earlier you can't move living things. Uh, yeah. Because obviously, if you can move living things, you'd be, you know, Bernard and so forth could easily travel the time easily, couldn't they? So you, you get a hamster, you, you get a hamster, and you have to in the, I think it's the present day, and you have to use this hamster in the future. So you can't send it down the chronogen. You chuck it. Or you, you place this hamster in an ice box. So in 200 years time, you take out this, this hamster in an ice cube. A little bit like Demolition Man. Yes. Yeah. 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 A little bit of Demolition Man. I think it's yeah. a little, you know. And you chuck in a microwave, fish back off, so the, the hamster's back alive. Just don't. We don't condone that. No, we don't. don't exactly. Don't set it for like, and make sure it's defrost as opposed to high. Exactly. Exactly. When your <laughs> we, we don't recommend any freezing of hamsters or micro hamsters, no, we don't. No, Arcade Attack does not condone freezing of any household pet. No, definitely not. Definitely. Or any animal or any person, otherwise. Animal animal otherwise. Yeah. That's right, yeah. It, it's just so clever. I, I love the idea of time traveling. I think it's a fascinating thing. And it's just so clever how you have to move certain items around time and, and you come together and this can change into this and you manipulate the past and change to the future. I, I find that stuff fascinating and they, they did it ridiculously well. Okay, and It's got a good humour to it. If you're looking for a fun game that maybe lasts, what, you know, without How any long does it take? Without any walkthroughs, and I, I back in the days in 1993, the only way you got yeah. walkthroughs was getting the magazines. Like, Ooh, and yeah. they didn't, how do I, and actually, you know, I, from Monkey Island to Fate of Atlantis, another great game we used to love playing. Uh, I, I got stuck for ages and I couldn't work out what to do and I had to wait a few months until they actually told me what to do in the magazine. Remember those days? Man. You couldn't use the internet. No. Now, I replayed it recently. I've, I've put my hands up. There was a few times thinking, how am I supposed to work this puzzle out? And I did use the odd walkthrough. Now, I feel bad saying uh, It happens. That. We're getting old. We're know. getting old. We haven't got time Sometimes, for this. I've yeah. got a job to do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, if you played it without, without really going to walk for every second, you know, really trying to work out yourself. You've got a good four, five, six hours there of a good, fun adventure. Really, really interesting game. It does look fun. It does look fun. It's definitely something that I would be interested to try. And the remastered version cleans up the graphics. Yeah. It, it's sharper. It looks looks like a proper sort of old-fashioned Looney Tunes cartoon. Um, great game. Okay, top, top notch. I think Dave Grossman and Tim Schafer have created a bit of a classic here. It is deemed as one of the best point-and-click adventures made. I think it's up there. I think it's up there. I think if you're looking for a fun game that is quite clever, the puzzles really work really well together, give it a go. Did they just, I mean, how did they put that story together? Did they just sort of go mad in a room somewhere and like just paint the walls with their blood and like, (laughs) you know, trying to link all these uh, clues and things together? It sounds, it sounds... I think what they were trying to do is they wanted to keep the mansion from the original game uh, and they liked the idea of Love looking at the mansion in different video. times so this mansion was in the future mm. past and present and obviously time travel I think it was quite big the, you know, Back to the Future was you know, yeah, still yeah. quite big at the time I assume Terminator you know? yeah. uh, Terminator was up there so it, it looked like the kind of thing to talk about so mm. 
But still, though, just coming up with the, like how things connect between the present and the future. But then I always think that about video games, how they devised these puzzles and came up with the solution, but made it just, just sort of out there enough so that it's not obvious, but also yeah. not impossible. It takes yeah. a certain kind of brain. It does take a certain brain. It's it just shows you how clever some some mm. people are with these things. Look, the remastered version is is not 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 you know it's, it's pretty cheap right now on Steam. It's available on. Uh, the PlayStation Store, and I think it's on Xbox. I believe it as is as well. So yeah, I believe it is. Unlike it, Monkey Island, although no, Monkey Monkey Island was available, wasn't it on mm, Xbox? I got it um, Xbox yeah, Live Arcade. We're giving away for free. So, um, but yeah, it's, it, they've, the tentacle is out there and accessible for people to try. Which give isn't it always go. the case with these games. So give it a go. It's it uh, it's it's up there. It's one of my favourite point and click adventure games, and actually. Before we sort of round this up, there's there's a new one, there's a new game on, or, coming out by Bun Ron Gilbert. Have you heard about it? Of course, of course I have. Good old Thimbleweed Park. So this is a proper flashback to the old style kind of Lucas Arts games. I haven't got it yet. It's on my uh, list of, of, of games I'll definitely want to check out. So I've, I've got a good feeling about that. So, so they didn't do a, a sequel as such to Death the Tentacle. No, I think that that was the final game in the oh. series. They remastered it, obviously, and it's got director's commentary as well when you play it. You can listen oh, cool. to it, and you can actually click back to the original graphics and so forth. Oh, nice. It's, it's a good little purchase, you know. And I'm sorely tempted by that, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really quite a clever game, and you'll be happy to know, spoiler alert, no. the whole world, you get the diamond, the proper diamond in the end, you go back, you stop the tentacles, or the purple tentacle at least, and you, you save the day. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And there's a little bit, there's a little bit, look, um, of a sort of nod to the fly, actually, because when you when you manage to travel oh, yeah, yeah. all the three backs to present, you're kind of interconnected. So Laverne, oh, no. Hoagie, and Bernard are connected monster. in a big T-shirt. Oh, uh, so they're not actually connected. Well, you think they are. Oh, okay. And eventually, the T-shirt comes off, and they they, they weren't even uh, connected okay. in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> I like that little sort of in joke. Little in joke to the fly, which is a quality film. Yes. Awesome. So there you go. It, it, definitely give it a go if you love it, love that sort of point and click adventures. All good.
Okay, I can uh, safely say that maybe 1% of the people listening to this have, has ever heard that tune before. And you're thinking, why are Arcade Attack playing random, bad, early 2000s dance music? Well, I actually made that tune in 2006. Wow. Yeah, and I stuck it to a project that I've just finished, sort of, <laughs> called Skyline. 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 This is where you guys go, ah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's try that again. Let's try oh. that again. Right. This is where um, I just finished a project called Skyline. Whoa. Wow. Two? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. yeah. Woo. Yeah. So we like reviewing games on we, Arcade Attack. We do. Yeah. We like saying how games uh, made us feel when we were kids. Yes. In Arcade Attack. We do. Yeah. Uh, one thing that you guys may not have known about me was that when I had, when I was about 13, 14, actually you might notice, you know, I make that, that music on the Amiga, but yeah. I those yeah. what I really wanted to do on an Amiga was make games. You never told me this. Ah, see, this was, <laughs> this was a hidden desire. Because, you know, we had all of those uh, sort of Street Fighter 2 games, Mortal Kombat games, and I really wanted to make my own one-on-one fighter. But then really? when I looked into how difficult programming was yeah. <laughs> back in those days, wow. I just, you know... Listeners, I'm not, I'm not academically, uh, what's the word? Academic, no, I'm not. I am academically challenged, <laughs> but I'm not I'm academically, academically gifted. gifted. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a solid B student, if ever there was one. So, in this day and age now, when we have a million game constructors, yeah. where, you know... Regular, regular Joes. Good old average Joes. I've, I've Joe. mentioned Joe yeah. again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> good old regular Joes like us can actually put something together. Why, why can't I do that? So when I, st- when I first started Arcade Attack in uh, late 2014, I felt that there was, there was something missing. You know, you just wander the street sometimes and you're like, just going, what? Why? What? What is missing from my life? Yeah. <laughs> so I did that quite a lot and people in South Croydon were getting a bit, get, getting a bit annoyed with me. So I went, I had, um, I was in W.H. Smith one day and I really wanted to get a book on coding. Ah. This is at the age of 33. <laughs> 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 uh, so I started learning in something called Scratch, which I know that Adrian has had a little bit Oh, I've had a go at that. I used to, I used to teach. I'm a t- well, I've, yeah, I've taught it before to students. Yeah, actually. apparently uh, Andrew Oliver of the Oliver Twins is the only man ever to make a decent game out of it. Wow, which doesn't surprise me. Seeing as a man's well, a genius. actually saying that, I've actually made a racing game on Scratch, so I'd like you know. Oh, you would like you to take that back. Yeah, you, <laughs> can go, you can go head to head with Mr. Oliver, and then we'll see how it, how it goes. My but game was pretty good. Someone pressed the A button. Someone pressed the B button. Whoever <laughs> got to the finish line won. <laughs> Nice, I like that. That sounds really good, actually. (laughs) I want to play, send it me. So, I started with Scratch, and Scratch is really good because it does teach you about variables and Mm. um, Boolean loops and basic things about programming. So, after I'd made a few games in Scratch, I was like, okay, well, you know, um, this is all good and well. Uh, People on Twitter, within our Twitter circles, started mentioning something called Construct 2. Now, Mm. Construct 2 is still not programming, but what it does, it lets you build events and actually import in sprites and give them attributes. But it's also, it's like it's like a drag and drop thing. Right. And you go through menus and it does take, you can't just master it in a day. It has taken me a little while to, to, to get around that, but you can actually make full games from it. It's, it I think uh, developers are using it to prototype stuff at the moment. 
but we know guy Flump Studios, Paul from Flump Studios, we, we like, we like Flump. has made two um, Steam quality games just from Construct 2. Credit. And, you know, it, it, it's a powerful tool. So I'm thinking, you know, back in the day, this is oh, mid-2015 now, I'm thinking, I want to, rather than just talking about retro games, I want to make my own retro game. Oh, here oh, we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so... This is where it all began, and it's only literally just finished. Now, if for anyone out there who, who wants to make games, you can do it. There are about a million tutorials. There are so many communities now, thanks mm. to the internet, yeah. where you can, if you get stuck with something, you put your you put your your problem out there. Someone solves Someone it in like five minutes for you, and then and you've made a friend at the same time. Well done. So loads of people helped me with construct, and um, I tried helping out people with other things, but. I didn't really, didn't really go down very well. <laughs> so pe- people scratch your back, but you didn't scratch their back. Yeah, that's it. Yes, <laughs> basically, I was, I was uh, the scratched, so to say. <laughs> and he, he's scratchy, and he the scratchy. Did, he passes your stuff on scratch. So is, is there irony in that? Oh yeah, there is a little bit of irony in there. It's all loops. It's all loops. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I started drawing on the computer, which was, and these guys have seen the very, the very early versions of Skyline, they look awful, but, but it's all about persistence, so mm. the first, uh, you know, the first kind of things I put together and I tried to, to make sprites and things and I tried to teach myself animation, I realised that wasn't really my forte, um, animating or graphics, anything like that, but... I, it gave me, so playing around with that, and I think I was watching um, a fair bit of anime and manga at the time, I had the idea for Skyline. And Skyline yeah. is essentially, uh, it's, act, it's, it's a bit of, it's like my homage to uh, platformers and also action films. So, you know, scenes in action films yeah. that, right. that I like. And I wanted to have a protagonist who wasn't your standard female protagonist. So when I say standard female protagonist... Do you mean Lara Croft? Do I mean... I was gonna, just completely preempted my sorry. point, man. You can't get Thanks. round it, though. It was, yeah. yeah <laughs> you staring know, us in the face. Exactly. But I, it's like, because if you think about uh, just other... I think about any other, like The Girl from Mirror's Edge and just other kind of similar ilk, they've mm. all got to be kind of good-looking... They've got to have something about them, haven't they? I don't know why. I think yeah. the way that, that male graphic artists are doing That's them... That's a whole other topic, isn't it? About yeah, the representation of women in video games. Yeah. And stuff. So I wanted the main character to be a normal woman. Yeah. And uh, so, so my first um, sort of envisaging... 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 Envisaging. Of the character was, you know, just a normal kind of... You know, just a normal housewife. She has a husband, daughter, you know, and then uh, so the plot is basically they're living in this uh, on this planet called Sidonia, Sidonia City on Sidonia, and they're just having their tea. They're celebrating uh, her daughter's birthday. So the main character is called Patina Lee. Now, how I came up with that, I'll mm. come to in a minute. Well, here we go. So, so, to ask you actually about the name Patina Lee. Yeah, yeah. I'll come to that. Is it Chun Lee's sister or something? Uh, I think there's a. I think I've stumbled on a formula for naming girl characters, but I'll, I'll come oh, to okay. that. So, so Patina Lee is is having you know a birthday party for a daughter, and then all of a sudden, uh, a Phoenician crow comes <laughs> smashing through the window. So Sidonia 
uh, is uh, a neighboring planet to uh, a planet called Phoenicia. Now, the Phoenicians are... So, Sidonia is very human-like, it's very Earth-like, mm. whereas Phoenicia, uh, they've, got a diff- uh, they've got a different makeup. They're all... They're essentially all made of glass, mm. which leads on to another few, th- oh, <laughs> which leads on to yeah, some other yeah. things that I put in the game. So the Phoenicians are made of glass, uh, and for all, you know, all of a sudden, for completely unprovoked, they've attacked Sidonia City. Mm. Uh, they actually end up completely eviscerating uh, Patina's house. Uh, they kidnap her husband, her daughter, and she actually falls out the window. So another another reason, another way that I wanted to make a, a normal woman was actually to drain the colour from her. Uh, and I also saw it. I saw it, also stole it from the Take on Me video. Yeah, yes, heart. yeah. So when she goes out through the window and sees all of this stuff happening before her, she just she turns black and white mm. essentially. So she she is a black and white character in this completely colour world. Of color. Yeah. And as she falls to as she falls out the window into the quarry below. Don't ask me why she lives next to a quarry, which is quite a nice little, quite a nice little yeah. segue. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she falls into a quarry below. Uh, I can't, I didn't, I actually ran out of money to, I'll come back in a minute, but she uh, stumbles upon a sledgehammer and then it's all about her angst and her drive to get across the city to, to her family right. using the sledgehammer. And, you know, and there's, there's there's a couple of things in the game. She so, was like Peter Gabriel, wasn't she? With the sledgehammer. She's a bit like Peter Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, though it was, it's making a making a platform game on something like Construct Two is easy. You could just put a blob on there, put some platforms on there, uh, get some basic enemies, sort of going to and fro. Are you describing on their heads. You're describing Super Party right now. I am <laughs> describing Super Party. <laughs> so what I wanted to do with Skyline was to give it an extra dimension without complicating the controls. Right. What's what's the, what's the main thing that I hate about games these days? Too many controls. Too complicated. Too many controls. Can't, too many cutscenes. Too yeah. much watching and not playing. I left The Last of Us for two days and went back to it and completely forgot the control. <laughs> so, so I wanted a game, so Skyline just has your three buttons and it's gamepad enabled. Yay. People. Big bonus. So, you know, I'm going to keep so on tenor hooks. People like me kind of play games on the keyboard. Yeah, there you go. Great. So I'm going to keep on tenor hooks as to how to play it, but it's got its gamepad enabled. And you've got, the, you've got the sledgehammer and I wanted to make her move slower when she's got the sledgehammer. So mm. the sledgehammer, she can use to smash the Phoenicians and they smash like glass. But to get to higher platforms, you have to stow the sledgehammer. And I think it works quite well. I, I played around mm. with it at the beginning. So you have the two price switches. So it has that puzzle element as well. So if you can't get up somewhere, you just stow your hammer, but then there's an enemy there. So you've got to draw it quickly. And it, and it goes on from there, I think. I think it works. I, I think it's a very clever aspect of the game because I think not many platformers have that kind of. No, I can't think oh. of one. I'm pretty. I know that in flashback, if you've got the gun out, it restricts your yeah. movement. And so I think it's quite things. original. So I, I really did, like, enjoyed that bit of the game. Yeah, but you know, it. I think it. It. It's a prototype of something bigger that I want to build. Mm-hmm. And with the game, you know, it's only a short game. It's got. 10 levels, so they're all pretty short, but you can smash through it, eh, pardon, pardon. <laughs> and you know, and have a good time with it. Now, 
the right the rate the main reason I persevered with this was because I was really depressed at work mm-hmm. so in mid 2015 I was working up in London and it was the trains were so bad and my job was so dull I actually actually went a bit crazy <laughs> and thought I could do this full time after only having programmed for about um, three four months yeah and I remember I've almost forgotten about this yeah you forgot you that you full time games developer you, uh, wait, you were, so you were a full time unemployed man went for a bit weren't you I, I was basically a full time unemployed, unemployed man slash bad game developer <laughs> slash living in pants all day slash <laughs> <Yeah>. man <laughs> but it was you know it was a, a segue to me finding uh, a better path in my career and I think when you're when you're that depressed and there's nothing else to cling to you have to change something major. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I fell into it. And even though I, <laughs> I even attempted something on green light, which went quite funny. So I did, uh, I woke up one morning and I was so, I kind of, I think it was the time, sometime in January. And I was like, I think winter had just got on top of me a bit. And I was like, then this is not going anywhere. I'm just going to put together a bad video mm. of whatever gameplay footage I have. And just see what it does. On I just want to get it on Steam and see what it does. Yeah. Only twenty percent of people said they would have it on Greenlight. But Ouch. do you know what? That was 20 percent more than I was expecting. Okay. Yeah. So even that little kind of thing. But and like you know even even the people who were uh, not nice to it <laughs> said that it could work on something like Newgrounds. So uh, here we go. So. That gave me the idea to go back to. Uh, I, I ran a two-hour Kickstarter as well, which my which which, <laughs> which my good friends kindly contributed, did, to, yeah. even though I went it was a bit crazy. But uh, they did that. I wonder what would happen if I actually got enough money. Oh. You would be living in Hawaii, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's all about. Well, where am I now? So I'm at Steam, and yeah, so I took it. I quickly took it off Steam. And then I thought, okay, right, I'll just make a quick prototype of this uh, this game and stick it on Newgrounds. A year later, it's finally done. Boom, 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 boom. So this is how, so you guys can go, uh, I don't know what the Newgrounds link is, but if you go to our uh, website, so arcadeattack.co.uk forward slash skyline, you can go and check it out. So... Yeah, so you know, Patina Leash is a bit Sarah Connor esque, I think as well. That's like another, that. yeah, yeah. That's another um, another comparison I wanted to draw. Now, the the calculation for working out her name, it I've worked out that I don't know. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but female protagonists tend to have one syllable surnames that are quite bland. Croft, Croft. Uh, can't think of any others. <laughs> I did. I didn't know a lot. So uh, I needed. What's Veronica's name? And in, in what's it? Resident Evil then? No. No, you mean, uh, you mean Redfield? Jill Valentine. Val- oh, no, Val- Val- Valentine or Claire Redfield. Redfield? Oh no, this has gone wrong a bit. <laughs> I'm not sure about your formula. I know my formula. Uh, so I wanted. So I wanted. I wanted kind of a, a bland sounding surname. So I just came up with Lee, and I wanted something. I wanted a first name that sounded a bit peculiar. What yeah. sounds like peculiar? Yeah, it does sound Patina. peculiar. I don't even know where I got Patina from. I think there might have been a girl at Patina doesn't work. sound like peculiar. Petunia does. Petunia and Patina. Okay. Petunia slash Patina. What would you do if Patina Lee spoke to you in real life? What would, what would you talk to her about? 
Would you like to meet her? Um, yeah, I'd tell her why she was so angry. No, I'll ask you why she's so angry with the time woman. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's, you know, she, because um, a part of the game is also that she has a, a berserk meter. So yes. the more you the more you smash enemies with the, uh, the sledgehammer, the more angry she gets. And if you top out the berserk meter, then then she's in berserk mode. And rather than swinging with the normal flash of the the hammer, you get a nice wave of fire. Yeah. You know, and she's invincible for the so time. So a little as well. bit like the Incredible Hulk. She get does very angry. she does a bit Incredible Hulkish. Yeah. So yeah. one one way to to uh, to complete the game quickly is just to smash things as quickly as you can because if you if you keep on topping out the berserk meter and I kind of wanted that I kind of want people to play it all the way through mm. uh, and not get horribly stuck somewhere and actually see what I'm sure. see what I'm trying to do and yeah that to, that train level bit. though man that was tough yeah there's a, the, <laughs> yeah. There, there's a couple of train levels on the game and yeah the the one the quick one where you have to get off the carriages before they Sort of detach and um, and you've got the the poles as well that you have to jump. Yeah, yeah. It's tricky, but you know, what well, gamers want to be challenged, yeah. don't they? I, mean, I think it. I could have made it. I could have made it really super easy, but I didn't. I didn't go for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you know, the game takes you through all bits of Sidonia City. So you have got the quarry, then it goes through to you know you're on the train. Then so you've got to either depending on which way you go through the game. You either go straight to the express train or you can go down into the factory, save the hostages there. Yeah, yeah. And you come out of the factory and then you've got to get the slow train and you've got to speed it up. I've stolen things from Back to the Future 3 as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Is Back to the Future 3 just the thing to just steal stuff from this week? Possibly. I think it is. It is, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you get to the, the Phoenicians are holed up in the, the palace at the end and then you, you, you sort of face off against the the Phoenician boss and I think it works quite well I think I, I, it, it's interesting learning how to give artificial, artificial intelligence to to enemies mm. and trying to get things to work And but it's a lot of work I think the, the one thing I would say and the one thing why why uh, game devs will say that bloggers will never finish a game is because it is bloody hard bloody hard it's a lot of stuff and there's the actual version on on new grounds is, is still fairly buggy yeah. so it's not as I've tried to get rid of as many bugs as I could but I think for my future projects and yes this has actually made me want to do future projects <laughs> uh, I'll have to you know I'm going to build up a nice I've met some people off new grounds already but I think I'm just going to build up a bit of a community of Good. testers and things that, to get it done and and another thing I'm quite proud of I mean it's well, it's had about a thousand plays wow. now on, on on Newgrounds, which is quite scary. Thinking, you know, I'm just a I'm just a retro game blogger. I've made a game, and over a thousand people have played it already. Yeah, it's not been on there that long, right? No, it? no. Mm-hmm. And it's still got a solid three out of five rating, which Wee. I'll take. Let's be honest. You uh, take that. Regardless of what people say about Newgrounds, I think it is a good site to play free games, and you know, to have to not dip below that that mm. three star. Is uh, is not a bad way to you know for your first ever project and I start start. yeah I've started stories I've started novels never finished them Mm. you know you know me guys I'm key for not finishing things and I look at skyline and I think okay that's cool and just yeah yeah. and with and you know even though I just came up with the concept and the level designs you can it's easy to find people who will do your graphics so the the anime style intros and things 
were done by a lady who I met on Odesk. Is it Odesk now? Upwork, I think Upwork. it is. Upwork for the freelancers. And she's based in Malaysia. So, oh. obviously, she, she was happy to do things for a lot cheaper than the, the graphic artists here. And I think she's done a really nice job, actually. Mm. Bringing my... Bringing my, I did some bad, <laughs> I did some bad drawings before that. But she's taken that and she's actually made it look like a decent, you know, a, yeah. a, like like a decent storyline. I'm gonna try and get in touch with her again and see whether I can get her to do the uh, the extra cutscenes to make the proper full version of Skyline yeah. as well. So that's good. And uh, a guy called Vikash in uh, in India helped did redid the patina sprite. So that's not me. That's him. Uh, sort of going on my on my say so and did a few of the other sprites. Nice. And uh, I've done a lot of the sprites myself. They don't look the worst thing in the world. They don't. <laughs> they're not. You know, they're not the best. But I've sort of given it a go. And yeah, so that tune at the beginning that I made ten years ago, I found a whole raft of them. All the music in the game mm. is stuff that I made in two thousand and six. Cool. So and it's all quite up tempo. It's all dancey, and I think. Yeah, it goes yeah, it well. quite well actually. It goes with the, it, goes, it strangely goes well with the it's game. It's like you knew. It's like I knew ten years <laughs> in the future I'd finally make a computer game and yeah. I'd have all this dance music for it. So, so yeah, if you don't Copy if you don't enjoy uh, the game, then at least go and enjoy the music. And if you, if you yeah. want it, I'll send it to you. So and that's all royalty free as well. All, all the samples on that's Dance it, EJ, yeah. all the all the samples on Dance EJ are actually royalty free. So someone actually tried to clock. Because I put I put well, that, that tune to the to the green light video, and someone on YouTube tried to copyright me, or tried to claim copyright over it. Really? And I said to them, I made it on Dance EJ, people. This is not your song. This is not your song. How ridiculous! Well, people do try funny things like that on, on YouTube, but that's a discussion for another day. And yeah, so now um, I am learning Unity Ooh. and also programming in C sharp. Now, from a man who's never done programming before, this is proving this is proving a bit of a task. But, but I'm started. Uh, what I'm doing, I'm just prototyping the first level of Skyline, but in Unity. So it's taken a bit of time and getting you know getting learned, you know getting used to everything. Mm. But you know, provided I mar- you know not master it, but get a bit of a grasp at it, you can export to any platform. I was going to say Unity's just. It's the thing, thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's the thing, man. You can, I can do it to Xbox Live. I can do it to wow. PlayStation. I Ooh. can do it Steam standalone. Oh yeah, 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 easy standalone, easy. That's like standard. But so I'm really, you know, that's it, dude. I want to play Skyline on PS4. It's for, that's Make it. it that's the that's the that's the thing. Make it happen. So you know, I've got a little bit of money stashed away. I think I'm gonna get some proper some proper graphic artists. Try and catch up with Vic Ash and, and Joyce again. Yeah. And just really take this thing forward. So, uh, in the next half a year or so, listeners, um, have a go at Skyline mm-hmm. on Newgrounds, and you know feedback as well. Yeah, feedback. feedback. Yeah, feedback. What you think? Um, what you think would would work better in the game? Um, what you like about it? And then I'll work on that Steam prototype of the first level with the improved graphics, larger level. Mm. Uh, float that out there and see if anyone likes it, and then. You never know. It could lead to another Kickstarter and another um, well, Do it, green lights. Yeah. They're going to stop green light, aren't they? But oh, they? at least, uh, yeah, they're apparently making it more easy for people to put stuff on there. Oh. So it just <laughs> that could go a bit wrong. But yeah, so if anyone wants to join me on the quest, then please do. You know, I'm, I'm. Uh, I think this is starting off as a hobby, but it's something that I'd love to do. I'd love to do full time, and 
Yeah, if you want to join me on my quest, <laughs> just say hello. Do as his quest. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say, you know, it takes a lot of guts to make your own video game. It's, it's the thing where a lot of people can say, oh, I don't like that game. But making your own game, man, that is a big, big mm. deal. Especially on your own. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, didn't have much support. And I think a lot of credit has to go to you. And good on you, man. I think it kept me going because when I was uh, in that ba- um, in that job up in London and I used to wake up at four o'clock and start working on the game because it just gave wow. me yeah. gave me some kind of direction and I suppose yeah. you're waking up to do that rather than waking up to go to work that's it yeah yeah, yeah. And I think it's given me it's been a, a really good hobby I spent uh, even now just you know a couple of hours before work if I'm starting late when I get home I'm I'm sort of learning stuff and going mm. through tutorials Good and on, yeah. you know it's really it's kind of pulled me out of a quite quite a dark place and mm. you know if if you're in a dark place listeners why not you know why not and you and you love video games you clearly do if you're listening to me now um, you know go and have a go Construct Two is crazy mm. easy if you've got any questions would, about would it. you would you steer people into Construct Two or Unity. You need to have a, if you've never come across programming before, you need to do something like Scratch or Construct 2 to, to come up, um, mm. to get your head around the basic concepts of programming. And if you can do that, then yeah, step up to Unity and then, and then do that. Because Unity, I wasn't expecting it to require so much programming, and it really does. Like, you have to uh, type out full scripts per every object. Yeah, it's not. Um, I think that they, 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 there are some behaviors of objects that, that don't need programming, but if you want them to act in the right way with other sprites, you need to write out scripts. So right, you right. can't just dive straight into that. You need to you know, check out something like, like Construct. Construct 2 is great. <laughs> I actually do. And, and another thing I'm going to do is upload uh, Construct 2 to the Syra. So Syra, the people who make Construct 2, upload it to their, to their, um, their game base. That's something I've been meaning to do, but I haven't done it. I might do it tomorrow. So I should be up there. There you go. There you go. Okay, so we've come to the end of yet another podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. An interesting look at Day of the Tentacle, uh, which I think I'm definitely going to be checking out, and you guys should too. Really hope you enjoyed listening to Dylan talk about Skyline. 
and there's much more information if you go to the skyline page at www.arcadeattack.co.uk um, you've got all the information there and the links to where you can actually download it and have a go um, so please please do that and um, I'm sure they'll will be grateful for any and all feedback so uh, yeah definitely check that out if you want to get in touch with us about that or anything else you can find us all on twitter at arcade attack uk i'm on there at keith barlow 82 and adrian is arcade underscore adriano you can also contact us on facebook at facebook.com slash arcade attack uk and of course you can email us through the website all of our previous podcasts are available to stream from the website and they're also available on SoundCloud. You can download them all for free from Podbean, Stitcher and iTunes, um, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which would be awesome. That's it really. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.